0: june 8 1946 i walked back into the house just as full of stuff but empty he wasn't there he was gone it's quite lonely here it's colder without him i hear my own footsteps as i go up the stairs usually i always hear a second pair but not anymore what if it was our last goodbye what if he dies i don't know what we would do july 17 1945 Dear Diary, two years ago, as I remember, it was a cool summer evening in Tennessee. I ran to the door and grabbed the mail and started to rifle through it. Throwing mail all over the table, there it is, a letter from Noah. He talked about how boot camp was good, but hard. I knew he had barely been gone, but I missed him and knew he would be back from boot camp in less than a month. I sat down by the window with a big glass of sweet tea as the sun started to set and read a letter back to him. I ramble on and on about how much I miss him and can't wait for him to come home. Two weeks had passed. I got another letter from Noah saying he had to stay on base two more weeks. I was devastated, but knew it would be okay. About an hour later, I hear a knock on the door. I went to open the door, and it was Noah. He came home and surprised me. After spending about two months back at home, me and Noah have gotten engaged and found out I am three weeks pregnant. Crazy, right? But that all changed when Noah got a call from the U.S. declared war. He was being shipped off to Fort Bliss by the end of the week. I collapsed on the floor crying and did not know what we would do. We were about to get married and have a baby and knew he had to go off to war. I remember driving him to the military base and hugged him and kissed him goodbye. He made me a promise that he didn't know he could keep. He promised me he would come home. April 4th, 1942. Two years before Noah was sent off to war, Noah had just got back from a long day at work. He called my name to inform me that he was home. As he goes to the kitchen and pours himself a glass of water, he finds a note from me. Hey, honey, I went to Henry's Market so I could cook your favorite meal tonight. Be home soon. Noah smiles while putting his glass of water down and wishing he could just hug Allie in the moment and say thank you. As Noah walks to the living room, he hears a knock on the door. It's Allie. Noah greets Allie with a kiss on the cheek and helps her with groceries for dinner that night. While Allie cooks dinner for him, Noah turns the television on and turns to NBC. By the time one of his shows is over, dinner is ready. Allie calls Noah to the table. This looks great. Thank you, Noah says to Allie, as Allie and Noah watch their favorite TV show together called Studio One. The show is about dancing. Allie and Noah love to dance. They go downtown every Friday at 6 p.m. to dance with the whole town. Their favorite episode is called The Storm. It's it's about a little girl named Elizabeth. They loved this episode and watched it over and over again. Noah and Allie loved the name Elizabeth. June eighth, nineteen 1946. Back to reality. It's almost been a month since Noah has been gone. The baby is a girl. Allie had sent Noah a letter telling him the gender, but he never said anything back. Allie had written him six times and still no letter back. The baby is due in about a week. A few days later, Allie got a knock on the door. She was hoping it was Noah surprising her. She was so happy to open the door, but little did she know it was going to be the worst day of her life. It was two soldiers. He didn't keep his promise. He didn't come back. He died. He was gone forever. That goodbye hug she gave him before he left was the last one. He would not get to meet their little baby girl. Baby Elizabeth. June ninth, 1946. Dear Diary, I can't think straight. I haven't been able to get out of bed. It's been a day since Noah had been gone. I just don't have energy to do anything. I feel like my life is over ever since Noah left. As I try so hard to at least drink some water, I hear a knock on the door. I was hoping this knock would actually be at least some good news. I get out of bed and go downstairs to see who it is. I looked miserable and weak. I open the door and it's Blake, Noah's best friend. Noah and Blake had been best friends since the first grade. Blake and his wife would always go to the dances downtown with Noah and I. We did everything together, until Blake's wife Mary died in a car accident two years ago. We stopped going out on Friday nights, and communication just ended between us. I was happy to see him, but at the same time, it just brought back so many memories of Noah. I stood there looking at him for a minute and couldn't believe it was actually him. For two years, he never visited Noah and I. Never even gave us a call. He looked me in the eye and apologized for being quiet for those years and was still trying to get over the loss of Mary. I let him in, and we both sat in the living room drinking a cup of tea. He talked to me about what he's been up to, and then he asked me how I felt about Noah being gone. Words just couldn't come out of my mouth. I couldn't find the words to describe such pain I was going through. Then I felt something. I thought it was just a kick from the baby, but as I was going to the kitchen to get some more cups of tea, my water broke. I called Blake's name to the kitchen. He quickly grabbed a blanket and got me in the car and rushed me to the hospital. In the car, I was just screaming and crying because of the pain and the loss of Noah. Then I thought twice to myself, can I really handle being a single mother? I got to the hospital and went to room N22. N is Noah's initial, and 22 is Noah's lucky number. So right then I knew that Noah was watching over me. I was calm and happy and can't believe I was actually having a baby girl. A couple minutes later, it was time for the baby to come out. I was still very sad that Noah was not able to be here, but I knew that Noah would tell me to be strong. Blake was standing next to me holding my hand. I felt better. The nurse kept telling me to push and push until finally we welcomed baby Elizabeth into the world. Noah loved the name Elizabeth. I went home two weeks later after Elizabeth was born. It was a real struggle taking care of Elizabeth all on my own. All she did was cry and cry, and I got on my knees and prayed and prayed for help. Then I hear a knock on the door. Little did I know that the person behind the door was going to change my life forever. It was Blake. He stopped by to see if me and Elizabeth were wanting to go to the park with him. Sure, why not, I replied. While walking down to the park, many memories kept popping up in my head. Blake realized that I'm not the same person ever since Noah had died. He asked me if I'm okay, and I simply shake my head, and I tell him that it's hard without Noah. I have to take care of the baby, and I have to work on my own. He asked me if there was anything he could do. I told him he'd come over every couple of days to help the baby. He was happy he could help. June 9, 1947. A year ago from today, I was struggling a lot by myself with the baby until Blake asked to help. He has helped me so much, and we have gotten really close, and maybe closer than we had been before. He helps with the baby a lot. Elizabeth is one years old now. She has Noah's eyes and hair. Blake and I go to the park with her every Saturday and have a little dance party every Friday just like we used to. Blake decided to move in a couple months ago to help with the baby. At first it was kind of weird, but I was just focusing on keeping Elizabeth happy. Dear Diary, September 22, 1950. I haven't written into this for a long time. My baby is five years old now. Crazy, right? She's growing up too fast. Did I also forget to mention that Blake and I are engaged? And that's not it. Baby number two is on its way. And her name is Mary. It's crazy how things changed. I will never forget about Noah. And I tell Elizabeth about her daddy every day. Noah had a special place in my heart and always will. He was my first love. I know he's happy for Blake and I.